Hey everybody, welcome back to the second episode of An Asian's Take on Politics, where I, Hunter, take on politics. So, um, last week we, we tackled the, the issue of immigration, right? Obviously, a lot of people don't have that strong of a stance on immigration. Most people, I would say, don't care for it or just don't care at all. This week, we're taking on something a little bit more controversial. Actually, a lot more controversial. The, uh, the LGBTQ community. Now, in my personal opinion, a lot of the people who are a part of this community are very toxic. They try to get you to conform to their ideas in which they made up themselves or the community made up. I'm, I'm referring to the use of pronouns, right? Now, I'm not here to bash this community, okay? That is not my intention whatsoever. I have friends who are a part of this community. I have good friends. I have dated people who are a part of this community. I've dated women who were bisexual. I have not dated men. I am not a homosexual. Um, (laughs) I had to make that very clear. Um... Yeah, I, I have friends who are part of this community, and they are some of the nicest people I've met. But then I've also met people who are a part of this community who are, they, they make this community their personality trait, right? They're the type of people who put the, they'll put their, uh, their pronouns in their bio, or they'll put their pronouns in their Tinder, right? Like, sure, I guess it's a good idea if you want, but... If you're a man, I'm going to call you a man. And if you're a woman, I'm going to call you a woman. Whatever you look like is what I'm going to call you. So, alright. Back to the LGBTQ community. The community as a whole. What really gets me frustrated is they want you to conform to their made-up ideologies. Now, I am... I'm a freshman at a college, Right? And for my degree, I'm going, I'm coming here basically to get an education degree. I would like to be a teacher. One of the required classes I had to take was women's gender studies. So, um, yeah, that, that really made me upset. Um, I'm the only guy in this class. Um, I think I'm the only person who's not a part of the LGBTQ community in this class. Um, in my opinion, it's completely terrible. This woman shouldn't have a license in teaching. I mean, what what is her what is her degree in? Gender studies? What what is that? There's two genders. I mean, what can you study about them? That's biology. That's anatomy. Pardon me. That's anatomy. There's two genders. There's man and woman. It can't be switched. No matter how much you want it to be switched, it can't be. It's not a malleable substance. Alright? It's just... You have a penis. You are a man. You have a vagina. You are a woman. That's just how simple it is. I mean... This whole... This whole movement of coming out as trans, sure, 
Some will see it as empowering. I see it as stupid. I see it as people trying to fit in. Right? So let's let's steer away from that topic for a little bit. Let's go towards a topic that I talked about briefly. Well, not briefly. I talked about it a good amount on my um my political Snapchat story. If you were a part of that, thank you for being here. It means a lot. And, uh, yeah, you, you realistically could skip past this part if you wanted to. Um, I don't recommend you do. I This time I came prepared. I did my research more than I did for that story with statistics. And I it's, it's going to be way more in-depth, okay? So a lot of people argue that people of the community, we're just going to call them the community because I don't feel like saying LGBTQ over and over again. We're going to say the community. Okay? So, this community, they have a right constitutionally to serve. Technically. Okay? So now, basically, what's what's going on is the left is saying when Donald Trump banned transgenders from entering the military, people were saying that, hey, these people constitutionally have a right to serve. Okay, well, um, we also constitutionally have the right to bear arms. That's our Second Amendment right there. So why are you trying to take our guns away if you care that much about the Constitution? They could have answered that question right there in that pause. Nobody did, because it's hypocrisy. The left is a... They're a political party built on hypocrisy. They want what's best for them, not what's best for the people. Okay? So now, the main part of a ban on lesbians, gays, bi's, transsexuals, whatever the hell the Q means, because what does it mean? Questioning? I'm really not sure. What are you questioning? You're questioning if you're a man or a woman? I look down. If you got a rod, you're a man. If you don't, you're a woman. It's that simple. Um, but yeah, the main ban, the, the purpose of this ban, which was enacted in 1982, it banned lesbians, gays, and bisexuals from entering the military. Why? Because at this point in time, it was seen as... It was just a terrible thing. That's that's what people saw it as, right? It was against certain religions, and usually our armed forces, they're quite religious. They have pastors on site. People can go to church there. A lot of people in the armed forces pick up religion as... They, they just pick up religion. They start to hone in on their religious values more. Because they're fighting for their lives. And they know that one day they may die. Now, they'll die for our country, but a lot of people are scared of death. And when you're scared of death, you want to, you want to have a reassurance that, hey, maybe one day when I do die, I'll be brought to heaven eventually. Or resurrected. Whatever your religion values Whatever, whatever your value is. Whatever. 
that's why most armed forces are religious. So, this ban on homosexuality was actually lifted in 1993. Now, a new act was put into place. This was called the Don't Ask, Don't Tell Act. It basically told gay, bisexuals, and lesbians, don't ask, don't tell. It's a pretty self-explanatory act. Um, don't ask people if they're gay, lesbian, bi, whatever. Don't ask them. And if you are, don't tell people. It increased troop morale. Um, there wasn't really fluctuations in gay, lesbian, or bisexual employment. Or, uh, not employment, uh, enrollment in the armed forces. Um, it was basically just an act that was put into place to maybe sort of allow more equality in the armed forces, I guess. So now, in 2010, right, this act was repealed. The Don't Ask, Don't Tell Act was repealed. It was under the Obama administration, right? So now, since it was repealed, basically what happened was they let any American citizen into the armed forces. There was no don't ask, don't tell. Um, so now, if you know anyone that served under the under the Obama administration, if you knew anybody that served during the time that Obama was president, I would love for you to ask them how many gay peoples were in their battalion? How many gay people were in their barracks? And how did it make them feel? Were they worried, maybe? Were they scared? Did it make them uncomfortable? So now, all right. The reason I'm saying ask them these questions. A lot of people get uncomfortable around people who like the same sex. Now, why? Um, personally, I don't know. Some reasons maybe could be they're scared maybe they're going to rape them. That's scary. Rape is bad. We don't fuck with raping. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just makes some people uncomfortable. Okay, decreasing troop morale. Which is the main point that this act was pretty much put into action. So now, basically after the Obama administration, we had another president come in. His name was Donald J. Trump. Many of you should know him. If you don't, um, I'm sorry you weren't alive while one of our greatest presidents was serving, but... He basically said that transgenders must serve under their birth-assigned gender. Um, I see no problems with this, personally. I think this is correct. I think this is the right thing to do. If you... Okay, here's an example, right? So say you have a man who wants to pretend to be a woman. Okay. Now, he, he's on their, their hormone blockers or whatever, or the, the estrogen pills, whatever they take, right? And he is put into a female barrack. 
How do you think those females are going to feel? Are they going to be worried? Maybe. Are they going to be scared? Possibly. It might be scary living with a man or... Yeah, no, you're living with a man. He has a penis. Maybe they'll be scared. I don't know. I've personally never lived with a transgender. I've met and talked to some. I've had conversations, but I've never been forced to live with one for however long they're on their deployment. They're on their tour. That's the correct word. Um, that's basically why he enacted this, this act, this ban on transgenders. So now a couple more reasons were because of the mental illness and high suicide rates in the transgender community. Okay, this is a big one. So a lot of people, they, they're just completely blind to how high the transgender suicide rate is. It is insane how many transgenders kill themselves. Now, lesbians, bisexuals, and gays, they're completely different. They don't have a mental illness called gender dysphoria. Right? Most transgenders, almost 99%, if they visit a therapist, they will be diagnosed with a mental illness called gender dysphoria. So now... You might not know what gender dysphoria is. Gender dysphoria is... It's basically something in your brain that tells you... Hey, we are a man living in a woman's body. We gotta change that, guys. So now... Um, <laughs> as silly as that sounds, that's, that's what some people really do feel. Um, basically, this can be treated... There's been so many accounts of gender dysphoria being treated and people being extremely happy after. Right? Because they're free of this mental illness. So now, since they have this high suicide rate, do you want a suicidal person to be given a weapon? No. Because what are they going to do with that weapon? They're probably going to kill themselves. That's like giving mentally unstable people weapons. And expecting them not to do anything with them. I mean, it's that simple. So, not only this, but the medical costs of having a transgender in the military. Not even just... Not even just, like, one transgender, right? Obviously, the medical costs would raise because you have to pay for their hormone pills, they're whatever the hell they need. And then some transgenders are even saying that when they serve in the military, it is the government's right to pay for their transition surgery. That's completely wrong. It's not. Just because you want to be a man one day doesn't mean the government should pay for it because you fought for our country. That's not how this works. There are thousands of veterans who are homeless. Okay, think about that. There are thousands of veterans who are homeless. And you want the government to pay for your transition surgery so that you could be a little bit happier? What about the 72-year-old who doesn't have a home? What about him? The one who watched all of his best friends die? 
the one who carried one of his best friends in his arms while he was dying just to try to save him or to try to give him a proper burial. What do you say to them? Because they're probably not too happy. Should we give them all houses? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should treat our veterans better. Trump was doing that. Now look at Joe Biden. The day that Trump left office is the day that the armed forces were treated like shit. They started to get treated like shit. They slept in a parking garage. The the armed forces that were basically assigned to protect the Capitol building were forced to sleep in parking garages once Trump was taken out of office. The day before this, they were sleeping, I believe it was in the Congressional Hall or something like that. Air conditioning, heating, multiple bathrooms. And the day he left office, they were put into a parking garage, a cold parking garage in the middle of January in Washington, D.C., right? With one bathroom to share amongst men and women troops. Personally, that sounds like hell. I don't know how people think that Joe Biden is going to continue to treat our armed forces correctly when this is the first thing he does to them. Sure, he'll let transgenders in. Okay, what now? They're in. They're in. Guess where your taxpayers' dollars are going? Where are they going? They're going to Sally, who wants to become Sal because she thinks she's a man. That's where they're going. They're going right to Sally, who wants to become Sal. And needs her, her, her hormone pills and her surgery. That's where your taxpayer dollars are going. Alright? So now, I want you to take a guess on how many troops in the military are transgender. We have 1.3 million troops in the army. Or in all of the armed forces, in the military, we have 1.3 million troops. Guess how many of them are transgender? If you said anything above 5,000, you are so wrong. Because there's only 2,450 troops who are transgender in our military. As of today. As of March 3rd, 2021, there are only 2,450 Transgenders in our military. And guess how much the medical costs went up because of those 2,450. If you said under a million, you're wrong. Because it's a million dollars. That's how much it went up. And that's statistics. Those are facts. Taken straight from the government. They put this stuff out. Okay. All right, let's move away from the military, and let's let's move into let's move into the sports section, guys. All right, so now, obviously there was um there was a video circulating 
not too long ago, of a man who was pretending to be a woman, or a, I guess you could say transgender. He, um, he was participating in a women's track and field hurdling event. It was a 55-meter hurdles. Now, if you watch this video, this man completely smokes <laughs> the five other women he is racing. I believe it was five. It might have been a four-man race. I, I don't... Or a four-woman race. My, my bad. Four-woman, one-man. Three-woman, one-man. Sorry, my math's a little off. Whatever. This, uh, this four-person race. It might have been five, six. I don't know. He completely smokes them. Is that equality? Is that what women want? What if tomorrow, right... What if tomorrow LeBron James comes out and says, Thank you to all my fans who've supported me on this journey. Um, today I'm coming out as transgender, and I will be joining the WNBA. Now, yeah, that'd be great, honestly. The WNBA would see a huge boost in sales, first of all. Maybe they would get more than 50 people in their arena. But um, you really want LeBron James in the WNBA? You want him dunking <laughs> over six different women? Sure, it'd be cool, but would it be fair? No. Why wouldn't it be fair? Oh, because he's a man playing a woman's sport. Right? So now, another thing that happened was a man, he basically claimed to be transgender, went into women's weightlifting and crushed the deadlift record by over 200 pounds, or maybe it was 100 pounds. I'm not sure the exact number. He destroyed the record, though. And that that's the legitimate record now. So, I mean, unless another transgender comes along and beats that record, that's going to be the record for the rest of time. No woman is going to be stronger than a man who's been weightlifting his whole life and just decided to be... Transgender for a day. Um, yeah, that, that's the sports section, guys. Thank you for being a part of the sports section. It's a new section we've added where we see how uh, the, the politics that we're discussing that day are affecting sports. And, uh, you know, transgenders are ruining sports. Whether it's I mean, they're ruining women's sports. That's, that's the way that I'm seeing it, right? So now, one thing that I want to press is that appeasing this community isn't appeasing all of America. Now, only 4.5% of Americans are a part of this community at all. That's including lesbians, gays, bi's, trans, and whatever the Q is. That's that's including all of them. That's 4.5% of Americans. That number is... That's nothing. <laughs> that number is so small. And then 5.1% of that 4.5% are women, and then a 3.9% of the 4.5% are men. 
Now, what if I told you this number is an overestimation? Because we're not even sure. Because there is closeted homosexuals who haven't come out yet. Or there's people who claim to be who realistically aren't. They just want to fit in with the community. Right? That's an overestimation. Estimization. Okay? So now we're moving on to the topic of toxicity and pronouns. Whew. <laughs> this is something I have very strong feelings on. Um, why must I conform to your pronouns? When it's not what I believe in. I believe in a world. It's called reality. Where men are men, women are women. You can't change that. That's, that's what I conform to. I conform to the normal. I conform to science. To facts. I don't know what you guys conform to. But I would hope that you would conform to realism. The, the fact that men are men and women are women. It's that simple. So now, I'm not sure if everybody knew this, but if you misgender someone, it's actually considered a hate crime. So, <laughs> we're putting, calling someone by the wrong gender. I'll, uh, here, I'll explain misgendering first. So, Misgendering is, say I see a man on the street, right? But he is pretending to be a woman. My bad. He's a transgender, right? So he identifies as a woman. And I walk up to him. And I'm having a conversation with him. Already he would have gotten angry. Because I use the words him. So say I'm having a conversation with him. And I'm talking, say a third party gets involved, right? Say one of his friends come over, and they're like, hey, what's up? And uh, I look over at his friend, and I'm like, hey, would you and him like to go grab some coffee, maybe? Now, most people would say, okay, that's a pretty normal conversation. But what if I told you I just committed a hate crime? Most people would look at me and say, uh, what's wrong with you? How did you commit a hate crime? Well, um, I didn't know this was a hate crime until the other day when I started researching this. Um, I called him him. I said he, I used he, him pronouns, right? I misgendered him because he is pretending to be a woman or he is transitioning to a woman. He's a transgender. So now he can go to a cop and say, Officer, this man just misgendered me. Or he can call whoever the hell he wants. Now if he takes me to court, I'm most likely to lose this case. Why? Because we are treating misgendering someone on the same account that we are treating lynchings which is a hate crime now obviously lynching is um a million times worse than misgendering someone so the fact that we are treating them as equals is to me 
um, absolutely absurd. Because how is targeting a specific race then hanging someone of that race the same as me using the wrong pronoun to describe someone in a sentence? I don't know. So people are being arrested for this. Like, this is... This is an actual thing that's, like, happening right now. You can go look up statistics. Obviously, it's not a lot of people because transgenders only make up less than 4.5% of Americans, but they're they're arresting people for misgendering someone, which is just... To me, it's absurd. It's just completely stupid. So, um, another thing that... I have so many questions about is why why do you guys have a you guys sorry why does your community have a parade right if you're not from America which I'm assuming you are if you're listening to this we have this magical thing called the gay pride parade it takes place in New York City and I'm sure there's multiple ones around around uh, the United States of America. But the the most popular one is the one in New York City. Right? Why? Why do you have a parade? What is the purpose? Like, you're, you're gay and you're proud. Okay? You need a parade to, to show that? I mean, I can, I'm, I'm straight, and I'm proud. I don't have a parade. <laughs> Where is my parade? Oh, it doesn't exist. Why? Because I don't want one. I don't need a straight pride parade, and you don't need a gay pride parade to be gay and proud. It's just, it's just stupid. It's pointless. Why? Why? <laughs> I just have so many questions. We were actually supposed to have two guests on this this episode today. Uh, they bailed out on me last minute. They were two of my friends who were a part of the LGBTQ community. Um, most of the questions I have, I was going to ask to them to see if they had a logical explanation for them. Um, and it, it, I just feel it would be good to have someone else's opinion on a topic which is so controversial so um if you want to be a guest speaker on this podcast you're very welcome to be you don't have to agree with me i would love if you didn't agree with me actually i would love to get people from the opposite standpoint of my arguments on this podcast it would just provide such a nice contrast and you would be able to hear people's opinions, other people's opinions, other than just mine. Uh, obviously, I would love to have people who agree with me. Um, that'd be great. Just hit me up. Um, my Instagram is my... I believe it's in my Spotify bio. My Snapchat is in my Instagram bio. Just hit me up if you know me. Maybe we can work something out. Maybe you can be on my podcast. Anyway. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I uh, I had to pause for a minute 
gather myself. So, if you weren't aware of this, in 2019, a transgender sues Nike. They sued Nike for $1.1 million. Why? Because they were misgendered. Okay. Um, $1.1 million, that's a lot of money. To a bigger corporation like Nike, maybe not so much, but for calling someone the wrong pronoun... Um, I don't, I don't think that's reasonable. They lost the lawsuit, obviously. I mean, this, this lawsuit was, it was laughed out of the courts. Like, this was, this was stupid. They, they couldn't, nobody could believe that this was an actual thing going on. And I still can't believe that this actually happened. But, um, people can also be fired for misgendering someone. Okay. What if, what if I misgender someone at work? What if I'm, all right, here's a good example. So I, I waited tables at a restaurant when I was back home. And obviously I would walk up to the table and be like, hey guys, I'll be a waiter for today, whatever. Now... What if I use the term guys and somebody at that table got very upset because I would have misgendered them? Now, guys is a universal term, I feel like. I'll walk into a room, there's multiple people, be like, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? You know, I'll say it to my female friends and my male friends. I don't think it term guys it can be used interchangeably i'm not purposely misgendering you i'm using a part of american speech i'm using english to make my life easier i'm not going to walk into a room right and say hello ladies how are you doing tonight that's not that's not a thing that's that's weird that sounded weird i hated saying that it's just odd I'm going to be like, what's up, guys? How you doing? How you guys doing? That's just normal. That's that's how normal people speak. But some people will take that as misgendering. Right? Same as the word dude. So I, I would call some of my female friends dude. What's up, dude? How's it going, dude? And uh, they won't care. Why? Because... They're normal human beings who understand that the words dude, guy, and even bro can be interchanged. Like, with, I guess, their pronouns. Like, I call some of my friends, my female friends, bro. Like, that's not, I'm not, this isn't malicious. I'm not saying, oh, today I'm going to go out and misgender every single one of my female friends by calling them dude, bro, and guys. That's not what I'm doing. I'm simply just making my life easier and using a word that I feel is universally accepted as being used for both genders to make 
my speaking easier, I guess. I, I don't really know. It just makes me upset that words like guy, dude, and bro are being sort of taken out of American speech due to them apparently being hate crime if you misgender someone. So, now, there's the topic of children, right? Transgender children. 20 years ago, if I told you there was a thing called transgender children, you wouldn't believe me. And I wouldn't believe you. Why? Because it's just completely absurd that this is a thing that we have to deal with now. So people are having non-binary baby showers, right? They're saying, oh... Instead of doing a gender reveal, we can't do that because we don't know what our baby wants to be. Um, no, this isn't Halloween. You don't have to ask the child, what do you want to dress up as today? You get a sonogram, whatever it's called. I believe it's called a sonogram. You look inside of your stomach and if the baby has a penis... This might be fascinating to some people. Guess what? He's a guy. It is a a boy. You are having a boy. You're not having a girl. You are having a boy because he has genitalia, which is indeed male. So now some people might say, okay, what about um, intersex? What is intersex? To be honest with you, I don't know much about intersex. Apparently what it is, is there are people who are born with both or multiple sex organs, right? Sometimes they're called hermaphrodites. That is when a man or a woman is born with both a penis and a vagina or possibly a penis with Uh, sort of female breast tissue or a woman with an Adam's apple, right? This occurs more often than you would think. Um, Do the parents decide the gender? No. Usually there's predominant features which determine the gender itself. If you have a boy who also has a vagina as well as a penis, but has, obviously you wouldn't be able to tell he is an Adam's apple yet. You might be able to. I'm not really that great at anatomy. I couldn't tell you. But um, if you have a boy who has a penis and a vagina and an Adam's apple, I think you can, you can pretty, pretty definitely say that that, that is a boy. You don't, they don't pick. I mean, back in, want to say the 80s if they had both one of them gets removed who picks the doctors why do they get to play god um i don't know who else is gonna fix it i'm not gonna have billy who lives down the street stitch up my my child's boy puss (laughs) if uh if he's a hermaphrodite no, you're going to let the doctor do it. That's just weird. Um, this this doesn't really make up that much of a majority of people. This It happens more than you would think, but it doesn't happen that much at all. 
is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know the exact number, but it does, it does happen. Um, you would think it's like one in a million. I think it's a little bit more than that, but it's not like every other kid is hermaphrodite or intersex. That's not a thing. I think the word hermaphrodite is actually offensive now. Um, I don't know. I could be using a slur as in the word hermaphrodite. I think the, uh, the LGBTQ community actually said that that word is offensive. I'm not sure. That may be a slur. Sorry. Not really. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so, children who transition at an early age, say before the age 18, before they are an adult, or even before they are a teenager, they have a higher suicide rate than, obviously, the average person and also the average transgender, who are also people... I'm not saying that they're not people. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm sort of dividing the group. They have a higher suicide rate than a full-grown transgender would. Say someone that transitions at the age 30. Um, Yeah, I can see this being a realistic thing. Now, say you have a child. This child likes... He, he's a boy. Right. He likes to wear dresses. He plays with whatever girls play with now. Maybe Barbie. You know, he likes to do his makeup. And you walk up to this boy. Let's give him a name. Let's call him Todd. Todd, you're wearing dresses and stuff. Would you like to become a woman? Would you like to be a girl, Todd? So now, this, this child, say he's like four years old, and he says, Yes, Mom. I would like to be a girl. Um, no, we shouldn't take that as a factual opinion. Um, he's four. He's a four-year-old child whose brain hasn't fully developed. He basically, he can think for his own, but he can't make rational decisions on his own, right? Let's not say this, this parent goes through, provides him with these magical pills called puberty blockers. Now, what these do is, since he is a boy, he will not grow into Adam's apple. He will not grow, I believe it is facial hair, and then I think there's other things. Oh, maybe his his balls won't drop. I think that's what it is. I think those are the three things that puberty blockers block. So now you have this... This, um, this boy pretending to be a girl running around. Um, now he's getting bullied, right? So he changes schools. Say to a more liberal school. Now he's not getting bullied, right? Now, say what happens is he's at the school not getting bullied or whatever. Then all of a sudden he, he starts getting these suicidal thoughts. Now, he's not getting bullied, so what could these thoughts be? Maybe the mental illness called gender dysphoria that he has. Um, that could be it. You know, 
That's literally the scientific explanation for why he would have such a high suicide rate. Maybe he has other mental illnesses which are making him have a have suicidal tendencies. Maybe maybe he I don't know, maybe the puberty blockers are making him have suicidal thoughts. It could be anything, realistically. But that that's really why we shouldn't allow children under the age of 18 to pick and choose. I don't think that's a that's right. I don't think they should have the opportunity to their brains aren't fully developed. They can't make rational thought. Why do you think the drinking age is so high? Why do you think it's 21? Because your brain is still developing. It used to be in some countries is 18. Um, do I agree with that? Yeah. Sure, bring it down to 18. That'd be pretty cool. But, um, obviously the smoking age is also 21. Uh, in other states, I believe it is 18. I don't think nationwide it is at 21, but in New York State, it is at 21 as well. Why? Because these substances can prevent brain growth. They can prevent your brain from pretty much forming into a fully-fledged adult brain, right? Now, I'm not saying everybody who drinks and smokes before the age of 21 don't have a... They're not as smart, or they're just dumber than people who don't drink until 21. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Everybody drinks, some people smoke, they do whatever they want. I mean, you have a right. Do whatever you want. But it affects people differently. It affects everybody differently. Everybody's bodies are different. Everybody's brains are different. We're not all wired the same. One thing could affect you differently than it affects someone else. The same thing can be said with puberty blockers. Which is why I feel puberty blockers should be Something that is illegal. They should be banned. I don't think we should give children who are going through puberty, puberty blockers. It's raising their suicide rates along with gender dysphoria. It's just not good for the kids. It's really just... I don't know. It's just not... It's not what we should be doing to our youth. That's really all that I have to say. Um, this one was a li- this episode was a little bit longer than last week's episode. Uh, there was a little bit more pauses. That was just because I I had some things I had to take care of, so I had to pause the recording, go take care of the stuff. But uh, yeah, just want to thank everybody for tuning into this week's podcast. If you made it this far, thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Making this podcast has really been, it's been very fun for me. And I hope everybody that listens enjoys it or at least learns something out of it. I'm here to educate and sort of just allow people to see a Republican's perspective on modern issues in America's society. So thank you guys very much. Have a blessed day, everybody. Don't forget, have a wonderful day, 
in Joe Biden's America. Have a good one, guys. Peace out.